1: Welcome to Sports Unplugged, it's me Chris Brack and it's Kev and that's it at the moment um, Ash is on his way, he's uh, stuck in traffic, Gav said he's never coming on again because you're because you're all mean to him, um, we were going to have another special guest on but it's actually coming next week so Kev it's just me and you bud
2: Just me and you mate, we'll have a nice Friday evening chat, no beers yeah. tonight unfortunately and, uh, but oh, it is what it is, I'm no it, football, no beers, sucks <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm full of limps. Lem- i full of lem- the, okay. the joys of the joys of man flu. Yeah, you got man flu. I'm just getting over the Rona, so, so. That's what I, I still sound like I've been smoking forty a day for the last like yeah. fifty years. But yeah, and it's Paul, the joys I'm
1: Paul, of it. And Paul Luke's unwell, so yeah, you know, he's also is, not well.
2: Luke is poorly. So
1: we're not doing very well here,
2: are we? So no, we're not right. We're so chugging we're chugging on. We're chugging. We're, on.
1: So we're, we're gonna chat all things sports, all things Liverpool. But to be first, as Sonny Kang says. Will there be F1 chat? Yes, yes I've been will. told. I'm under orders. We have to do F1 chat. So well, I'm going F1, to like Kev, Kev's going to do F1. I'm going to have a sleep.
2: Yeah, Off you the go, F1 Kev. last weekend was arguably the best British Grand Prix you've seen in years, and it it was made really by the sa- a safety car that happened in the last few laps, and it brought everyone together and created it created the kind of race that. You want motor racing to be where you had five or six manufacturers with cars trying to get in positions, trying to make passes in the last few laps it was brilliant. And, I mean, you had you had a horror crash at the start of it as well. Um, I, it was one of those. The, the Alex Albon one was the one that went under the radar. He was the one that uh, The one that spun. I no, Alex it, Albon was the one who spun and went straight into the wall on the straight at the very start. That's a part of the track that you very rarely, if ever, see accidents. So there isn't protection there. It's just a straight concrete wall. <coughs> well, he got really lucky. You know, it was just uh, – he was in that – it was whatever happened. He got tagged from behind, and the car just went a 90-degree angle and straight into a wall. The one – uh the chinese driver i can't I keep mispronouncing his name, but he copy flipped of my up on it he flipped up on his on his side on his, on his back, went straight through the gravel, flipped up into the barricades and bounced off the the mesh and into the wall and if it wasn't for the safety the halo safety it I'd be amazed if he would have survived that. It was just, and it was a complete, total accident that nobody could have done anything about. It was just a really bad start by enough drivers, and one tagged another, tagged another, and it was just a calamity. But from that, at least everyone walked away. Say, uh, Alex Albon had to go to medical centre to be, you know, for treatment. Not surprised. Um, yeah, it was. It, he he was released. I think the next day he was okay. But yeah, all the drivers, all the drivers came away from it. It was uh, really, really good. But the race itself was fantastic, and there's a quick turnaround because tomorrow well the Austrian Grand Prix this weekend, you had qualifying today for a sprint race tomorrow. And the Austrian circuit is one of those weird circuits that it's really short. I think the lap times there are something like 1 minute 12 1 minute 13 so it's um it's a really quick lap time and between when they had the qualifying today between verstappen leclerc uh perez there was a tenth of a second between the top 3 and there was point four six three of a second between first and sixth and the two the two mercedes put Crashed out in the last session of qualifying, but their times, what they were posting, would have put them in the top two or three as well. So the race is set up to be an absolute belter. And that's the last race before the midseason break. You have a three-season, a three-week break then before they head into the second half of the season. But I mean, something catastrophic would have to happen for Verstappen not to win the world title again. But at the same time, Mercedes are looking like, they're competitive again. Ferrari are back to being Ferrari. They're brilliant. I mean, was it, Kevin Boyd, Aston Martin, having cars all the time out of Q1, three races in a row. It's it's just one of those years this year, because the cars are brand new, brand new aerodynamics, brand new regulations. Red Bull have just... to adapt quicker as well, isn't it? Adrian Newey is one of, if not the greatest car designers in the history of motorsport. His ability to be able to make Red Bull so competitive last year while also developing a car for this year unbelievable unbelievable that, that man's ability to to be able to do, to do what he's done and he's given Red Bull a massive head start in the season. But Mercedes are catching him up and so are Ferrari so Motorsport needs Formula One to be able to produce three or four teams that are competitive. And as long as that happens, it'll get, engage more people. Make, I've been telling you for ages, watch the Drive to Survive series.
1: It's on, it's on me to do
2: list. It's one of those series that you get a behind-the-scenes look at what the teams do in development, and you learn you, you appreciate a bit more what goes on, it's like watching behind the scenes with football clubs and stuff like that. You appreciate a bit more the, how things are developed so that when it does happen, it's unreal.
1: Yeah. Uh, Calvin wants to know, all around semi-final. Chris, who are you backing? I'm going to go for a galway Dublin final. There we go. I don't even know that. Is that, is that good, Kev? Are you, uh, are, you, are you liking it? I
2: think this... It's Gal- Galway against Derry, Dublin against Kerry. Dublin-Kerry would be a belter. Um... Galway won't get anywhere near. All oh, right, okay. Shows what I know. Uh, there you go. But <laughs> Dublin, for us, a, a county that we're supposed to be rebuilding and supposed to be, you know, a, f- a few years away. They're looking good again. They're looking strong. Uh, was it anyone been watching the World Games? Yeah, nice funny one. enough. Nice segue, Reclaimer. We, <laughs> I, I stuck it on today because, you know, I have strong recommendations from Phil. That you um, <laughs> you better watch demand. it. Was it a recommendation? Or was it in demand? It was, it was in pretty demand. much a demand. It was an order. <laughs> yeah. Well, I stuck it on, and if you go into the search bar on YouTube, obviously don't do it now. Stay here, but after when when you can put in World Games or Olympic World Game or World Game Olympics. It's on that their Olympics channel, and um, they were streaming the powerlifting today. And that's mainly what it was. It was powerlifting, bench pressing, and it was just like you know you normally see it at the. It was different variations of weightlifting that you don't see at the Olympics. That's all. That's all it was today. But the the, the rest of the sports like the lacrosse, the weird stuff like breakdancing and all that kind of stuff. That's all coming up, isn't it? That's all coming over the weekend. But the channel focuses on the main sports. The YouTube channel. But in that, there's a link to their website that uh, gives you all the other sports. And they're all they're all being streamed on that. <laughs> but I think I, I think I've tweeted the link on my Twitter to um, to the YouTube channel. Just go into that. It's 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 on there. It's worth it. it's worth a look. You know, yeah. it, it's so. I mean, if you if you're into that kind of thing, I mean, I I don't like weightlifting. It's just not my my cup of tea. But there's some of the sports like you're mad into lacrosse, aren't you? So, do you... <laughs> yeah, I thought you were into lacrosse. I've said I've watched it twice. And it's a mad sport. I Let's thought say, you um, said you well, played it. No, I
1: played hockey. Hockey. very, very different. Very different to lacrosse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but
2: no, I'm, lacrosse is very similar. I suppose <laughs> the closest thing you come to it, it would be hurling. It'd be very similar to hurling, and it's it's one of those sports that you can actually sit down and watch. It's really cool. You know, it'd be it'd be a bit of a laugh.
1: Yeah. Well, also we're hoping to have, We're hopefully going to have Phil next week. Mm. Uh, so it'll have been going for a week then. So Phil can give us his experts.
2: Uh, Phil, his Phil's going to be glued to this. And by the looks of the people in the chat, I think that it's definitely one of those things. Well, there's no football on, you know. I mean, yeah, the the women's Euros oh. is on, and the preseason friendlies are starting to pick up and starting to kick in. But plus, it's, know, more it's more just
1: it's more just than watching Twitter rumors, it, isn't it? Because it
2: is. Yeah, it is. It's the same. We're all. I mean, we. All, I love. I love. Transfers and transfer gossip and what have you, but rehashing the same thing over and over and over, it does get tedious after a while, doesn't it? And you know, it
1: it, it does when if it's a negative or it's lip, it's from the perspective, if it's a negative, it's believed, yeah. and Twitter said it, but if it's a positive, it's always, oh, I'm not sure that's going to be great though, that's rubbish. That you know, like it feeds into what you want to believe. I'm a yeah. bit like until the, the the ones we know that are always pretty close. You know, which is the usual journalists just enjoy it. I mean, you can sort of read through the lines; most of bollocks anyway.
2: Right. One thing that was asked uh, in the chat in, on Twitter earlier on, I think it was uh, bon Casella See, asked asked me on on Twitter. Well, there's a lot of talk, yeah, there's a lot of talk about uh, with Liverpool about the possibility of changing formation to four two three one, and mm-hmm. would it detract? how much would it detract from our fullbacks or would it affect their style of play? And before we came on air, tonight, someone put up a, a stat on Twitter since 2000. What did I say? 2017? Sorry. 2016,
1: 17. Red Steve, don't worry. I'll, I'll sort him out later. We'll do it. We'll have a chat off screen.
2: <laughs> uh, Trent has 44 assists. Robba is 40. Mad on it. Yeah, it it the the levels that these fullbacks are playing at, mm. Trent is more assists than the likes of KDB, who is elite. Human son is ten plus more than I think he's twelve more assists than Human son in the same time period. Bearing yeah. in mind the positions that they play and the type of football that they played, because Spurs were playing on the counter a lot. You mm. know, it's ridiculous. But how do you think it would fare out with uh, four two three one? I think it might have changed.
1: I think it might have an impact. I mean, I think we get very hung up on formations. I tend to think formations is kind of what you fall into off the ball. On the ball, Liverpool are a lot more fluid. So, Liverpool's 4 3 3. When they've got the ball, it's two at the back and it's almost it's almost like a front six. You know, that's the way Liverpool do it. And to us, City are very similar. When they have the ball, it's literally two at the back and really highly pushed forward. <laughs> I do think it, it might discourage them to bomb one as much because they'll be a bit more emphasis on, on the three behind the one which maybe for some games it, it's a good thing it might be a way of preserving legs a little bit you know for certain games it's a, it's a slightly less strenuous time on Robo and Trent I mean I know we've got squad games as well so there is that sort of effort of it but there was a lot of times actually we, uh, I think Laszlo's put in and said we did a lot of 4-2-4 a lot of times we just threw four forwards on. I'm sceptical about the 4 3 one because of the personnel we have I don't think we have a natural person who can regularly play in the ten? You know, Carvalho has done it for Fulham, but you know this is a bit bit of a bigger step up f- for him. Firmino, in his younger days, could do the ten, but he's not as robust as he used to be, and uh, he hasn't played ten for a while, so that's probably not him. I don't think the ten suits Salah. Salah just stay wide right because it suits him best. Uh, same with Diaz. I think play wide suits him, and I'm not sure Jota and Nunes. I don't think even from what I've seen, I don't think they suit the ten. Happy to prove them wrong. So. I don't know. I, it, it does feel like it'd be a bit more four three three, or maybe sometimes got a bit four two four and going really good home. Maybe that's our way of how do you stop a silly draw at home to a Brighton? You know, is go four go four front pin and back, get the game won early. Which, you know, in some ways City do try and do that sometimes. And then you bring on more controlling midfielders to um, close it out. Yeah, so I, I think it's, a, uh, but it's also it's probably horses for courses. It, that might be a good formation for away games.
2: Yeah, I think it's it, it it is literally a case of who you're playing. And you're mm. right about what you're saying about you fall into formations that you're playing in. The other side of it is um our fullbacks aren't overlapping fullbacks. You know
1: it tends to be the midfields are overlap. It tends to be the,
2: yeah. If you the, if the right side and left side play in triangles, it's the left centre mid and right centre mid. Depending on who that is, tend to be the I mean, Robert does go around the back. It tends to
1: more. be Robert would be the more overlapping fullback.
2: Yeah, but Trent the, is the more the, restrained the,
1: one. Trent, Trent tends to go inside ball when Henson plays right. Henson does the overlap yeah. run. Doesn't always get yeah. the ball because sometimes it's just to be a divert run to
2: give a different angle for Trent.
1: I don't I, or to do be important. able to free up
2: move uh, move more space for Mo. One thing I just wanted to... quick MC was asking there, I think he's asked a couple of times how lucky was the chap that had the F1 crash at Silverstone. If it wasn't for the Halo system, the Halo system that was introduced a few years ago, and a lot of people did not like that notion. And you saw the difference in the two cars before the British Grand Prix last week, Seb Vettel... Who bought Nigel Mansell's world title-winning Renault, uh, Williams Renault? As <laughs> uh, he's converted it to be a car who but that runs on biofuel. Oh, okay. Uh, so it's a it's a zero, it's a net zero car on emissions. And he raced it around. He brought it around Silverstone. I will tell you what is the most beautiful sound you'll ever hear out of a machine ever in the history of the world is a Formula One car. On full power, going around Silverstone, the way it sounds with a V12 engine, it is a beautiful <laughs> thing. But it doesn't have a halo, and you look at the difference in the two cars. Jow ja would have been killed. It, he would have died. Is in a halo literally is,
1: a metal ring above your head?
2: It's yeah, it is literally a a, a piece of uh, carbon fiber metal that comes around and down. It's like puts a V in front of your head but it's a, it puts a protective ring around you. Okay. So when the, when the drivers get out of the car, they've got to dismount that and then get out of the car. Okay. But I assume,
1: assume the logic is if your car flips, your yeah. head's not hitting the floor it, and you, it protects your
2: neck. Apparently, it exceeded the, <coughs> the pressure that that halo was put under exceeded the safety limits of what they were designed for. They're designed to literally hold a London bus on top of a Formula 1 car. Okay, right. that's what. And but the way that car flipped, and at the speed he was going at, he was upside down, being dragged along in an open cockpit car. The only thing that would have been dragged along the ground was his head. God. It would. It would have been his head. His helmet was would have been dragged across the gravel, and he he would have physically hit the wall. And when the car flipped, he would have hit the fence, where the halo took all of the impact. He. And he walked, he he had to be taken out of the car, but he's driving this weekend. It's Jesus Christ. That's the the best bit of technology ever introduced to sports. You want want me to watch this? Oh, yeah, it's great. I love
1: it. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Congress brings up Elliot and Jones in the tent. There's an argument. Yeah, I mean, Elliot, he would hide his lack of pace, which he does have. You know, no, I don't but think you need pace
2: to be playing in the 10, though. You that's need, what I mean. uh, so That's what it helps ability, him. ability,
1: technical very ability and the ball. Um, I always feel Jones' best position when he played for the under-23s was when they they played the 4-2-3-1. He always played in the left, cutting in on his right. Yeah, um, that's what I think is best position. I, I felt last year Jones' biggest issue was, I. Th- I this is just my theory, it's probably wrong, normally is, is I think Klopp, Klopp and the club have worked in him to be a bit more a Little bit more genie, a bit bit less of a free spirit, but be a bit more of a cog in the machine. Yeah. Which took away from his attacking prowess. And he ne- I think he went too far, the defensive hold on to the ball too much. Yeah. And I thought when you got to the near the end of the season, he sort of like sort of Southampton at home Get a Southampton away game in particular, he got the balance perfect on the left, which was going when he needed to go, we'd still take a shot from distance, uh, but then we're still keeping things nice and tidy. Uh, and that's the problem with Jones is I think his best is in a four three threes on the left. But he's got to get ahead of Thiago and he's got to get ahead of Kater. Yeah, I think that's it. I think that's the challenge he's got. Is his best? We've actually got quite a lot of lads who prefer to play on the left of a three because Milner's yeah. best position is probably left of the three. If we're being honest, yeah, right of the three, it's Henderson, and then it's probably Elias. Because I don't, I think Kater has played some good games on
2: the right, but I still think he's better on the left. I honestly think that uh, You look back at the start of last season. And the fact that Klopp Elias <coughs> in that Chelsea game yeah, shows me. Well. I think he trusts him in that eight row I don't see Harvey Leap being a forward going for you know going into any season while he's playing for us. I think he will be part of a midfield three. Right. And I think he will that is gonna be his game. Eventually, I think that's what Carvalho's game is going to be as well. You know, but I think he's got. They're going to take their time with him and let him evolve physically, not just mentally playing for Liverpool, mentally playing for a side challenging at the top of the Premier League. But physically, uh, they're got. They're literally going to coach him into being a centre mid in a three. At they the definitely- moment, I, I see him being dropped in in games, playing off the wings, playing as a backup. You know, just dropped in here and there, but. Which maybe playing in one of the three positions
1: behind a main striker might give him more options because he could probably play all three of them yeah. fairly well. Because um, I agree, I think long term Carvalho's is a, a midfielder. I don't, th- I know he's the- probably going to be used more in the front six this year because his pace. Uh, I don't he's got a good eye for goal, but I don't think long term that's his that's his position. Interesting for M C. Yeah. Do you reckon if Gomez was fully fit with no injuries, he would be the main centre back partnership with VVD? No, since well, I mean. I this way. I, we forget the year I think the year we won the league and it looks a couple of years yeah. ago Liverpool didn't concede a goal barely with them two uh, yeah. and there's definitely been games last year I think to, uh, Tottenham at home probably actually would have suited a Gomez style centre back but he wasn't fit I think the issue he's got is I think Canate can do everything that Gomez can do but he's more physical uh, but he's more physical and I think he's I better, think he's better the on the ball I and think he's I'm better on the ball, ball and he's better than are. I still think out of the three, three second-choice centre-backs, Mattip's the best on the ball. Oh, Matip. <laughs> Love Joe Matip. He's now my favourite player at the club. I, I still think Gomez is probably better on the ball than karate. I think different styles. Oh. The only thing that helps Gomez is he can play right-back. And I do think if you want to rest Virgil, I think he's the best one of the three to play left-sided centre-back. Because we yeah. saw that when Virgil snapped his uh, ACL. And that was the cruel part of that year was, he was you would just start to see Joe Gomez the leader. As a left-sided centre-back, and he was playing well. You know, he was bollocking Adriano away in Ajax, and you know, you're thinking like, "All oh, right, okay, this is this is Gomez going to the next level." And he's just so cruel that like, he got that injury again with England. I'm uh,
2: hoping, I'm hoping that the confidence of signing a new contract at 25. You, I hope you start seeing a bit of, of a more vocal Joe Gomez. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's the second most longest-serving longest. player at the club. You know, people forget how long he's been at Liverpool and the fact now that he's committed the what is going to be the best part of his his career to the club going forward. It'll be I mean at the start of this season, I think our centre back pairings in order is Virgil, Canate, Matip, Joe Gomez. By the end of the season, I expect that order to change. But going into last season, I would have had Canati at the bottom. I'd have had Joel third, Gomez second, Virgil top. It it just goes to, so you don't know. It depends on how the season plays out. Injuries can play a part in any season. Suspensions, taking the opportunities that are presented to you. But yeah. as it stands at the minute, I think Joe's got it all to do. But I still argue I, to this day that this is the best four centre-backs at any club in world football.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I still think, especially when we get to the Champions League time, which is going to be really condensed, I fancy Canarsie to start nearly all the Champions League games. I think that European style suits him more. And, it, and I think it's matter, but who's probably going to start the Prem games either side of Champions League, which is what we did last year. And to be honest, of <coughs> course, that seemed to work a little bit. So,
2: yeah.
1: uh, Tariq asks, interesting one. I've seen this floated around a few, uh, a few times. Matt, uh, Matt do, doing the fab role, No, for me, not personally, because I think that last year was the first year in Touch World, Three years, he was consistently fit.
2: Yeah,
1: and I sort of feel like I think you're asking too much of his body. And
2: when he was yeah, younger, you know, when he was. he was when he was younger, I mean, his early twenties, you know, that's that that is what he was. He was a centre mid. He did do that number six role. But I think age and everything else, he doesn't have the speed. He's quick enough, but he doesn't have – I think in his brain, he's got the, the mental capacity to play the game.
1: I think it's but, a lot of running. I think you realise yeah. uh, to play the way we play over DM, it's a
2: lot of work. And I think that's asking too much for him physically. Yeah. I, I love Joel Matter by the way. I think – I mean, I just love his style of play. He's well, one you- of those centre-backs that – I love a centre-back who's comfortable sure- bringing the ball out from the back. He's your new favourite, isn't he? He is. Yeah, absolutely he is. You know, I, I just, I I love the way he worked on his fitness and got himself, got his body back into a, a shape to be able to play the season that he's played. I <laughs> think he's a phenomenal centre-back. He's really underrated by other clubs. You know, when they're talking about, you know, Premier League top centre-backs in this era, he doesn't get talked about because we got him on a free if we paid fifty million for him, you mm. wouldn't bat an eyelid because he is that caliber of centre back. Think, he's he's as good he's, as anyone else. I don't think he's ever gone for a transfer fee. You know, That's tend to be a, that tends to be a, a trend in the modern game. To be fair, yeah, but uh, it was,
1: it, it, I know for some it was thrown as a negative. This person, no one's ever paid a transfer fee for this person, and it was posted as a negative. It wasn't against Matt, it was against a different Liverpool player. We going it doesn't necessarily mean the case. It's just picking your moments when you want to move. Yeah. Exactly. That's what it I mean. was fashionable. I mean, uh Tariq is saying like as as a as a fill in though, it means the case no. a case Fabinho's I still think if Fabinho's injured, Henderson's a six. And I think that's yeah. where the comp that's where <coughs> the midfield debate is if we're going for a three, is if you're moving Henderson to, to six, which I've no real problem yeah. with because he's done fine there. It's then who plays in the right, it's it's two big but, moves. By all
2: make. accounts, Tyler Morton has filled out a bit this year. You know, he, he's looking a bit bigger, taller, stronger. You know, he's getting that year older as well. And he's a tidy footballer. You know, it's yeah. You know, you're you're not talking about someone who's gonna start, but you're talking about your seventh, eighth, ninth choice centre yeah. mids.
1: You are talking talk about that, because I suppose if we went the and said watching ninth choice centre mid, it'd be an interesting conversation. Exactly. Uh, and, I mean
2: people and, people in the chat earlier were talking about Curtis Jones not being good enough for Liverpool. Well, in my opinion, Curtis Jones is seventh choice in a for a, a, a centre-mid in a, in a three. Talk, talk, talk to me about Man City's seventh-choice centre-mid. Talk to me about Arsenal's seventh-choice. You know, the depth of squad is really, really good. And we because we see it all the time, we've become very, very accustomed to thinking that this is normal. I was watching Premier League. Right, I was. So we were before we come on. We were chatting. I was. I watched Premier League, the retro Premier League, last night, and there were there was a Leeds Liverpool game, and it was from two thousand. It was about two thousand two thousand and one, I think. Oh, was that the Veneduca one? Yeah, it was the Viduca one. But, I ate that game. I that game. I I looked at the squad. The, I looked at the elevens. I was like, we we thought we were good, you know, and that. The bones of that squad went on to do a massive <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, Some
2: of us have filled out a bit more than others, I get you. Yeah.
1: Sanderson but, shows in the house. Oh, cool. done, buddy.
2: That's me in trouble. But it's hey. it's like I I don't think we we look at our squad and think it's it is really, really good. You know, it, we don't turn out. The type of performances that this squad has churned out over the last three, four years and not have depth, you can't do it with a squad of 12, 13, 14 players. It's just not done in in any way, shape or form. You can't have 25 world class players in your squad. It's not possible. but you have to have 25 people who buy into who buy into what the squad is trying to achieve. Uh, Can I if I'm officially on the nettle train? I oh, was watching you guys earlier on tonight and I agree with what Drifty oh. said. I like him a lot. I want to see how he does this year at Wolves before you... His, knees are, made, his
1: knees are made of cheese. He's broke down three times since that knee injury. If, he does, this full, is the pro- if he does a full I, season staying fit, sound. All right. I'm very Let, wary of Sam's one. He's let's put it knee this knee way. Knee
2: how, how many players have we had that we've brought back it from injury? And they, re- they and they break down with something unrelated because they've either mm. brought it back to earlier, the physios at the club haven't done their job properly and strengthened the other parts of their body. Yeah, yeah. You know, we've <laughs> seen it with Joel Matip all the time. The best thing that happened to Joel Matip was having that Angle's four major. months away from the game where he was physically able to develop himself for the next season. I think Pedro Neto needs, he needs a full season. A full a season, if he does a full season
1: back at his level before the knee injury, I'm all for it. But I'm a bit like, until I see it, I don't want to take the risk. No, yeah, you not buy him
2: now. You couldn't got, buy him now. It would be, well, it would be a bit of – it would be neglect to buy him now. Yeah. But if he, if he turns good next year, then it's it's a different conversation you're having. Bless him.
1: Callum's all saying, I'm his new bodyguard. Bless him. Oh. Listen, no one picks
2: on Callum apart from me. That's my, that's, that's my job. That's, that's my that's my, rules.
1: that's my past. I know. In
2: fairness, Red Steve picks on everybody. So I mean, cool, yeah, you should it, have seen what he done to Gav last week. Poor Gav ain't coming back on the show no more. It's disgraceful behaviour.
1: I know it was funny though, wasn't it? Bullying I, and
2: everything. Gosh, I know. I know. Then they started on me, which is really unfair. Well, well, look, heading into pre-season, how do you look? How do you think the squad is shaping up at the minute? And what are you expecting out of pre-season? You know, it's a gruelling tour. Let's not kid ourselves. Going to that part of the world at this time of year, it's a lot of traveling. And it's different. It's completely it's alien uh weather conditions there. You know, you're talking different humidity temperatures. A fan base is that's gonna be absolutely crazy. You're talking Manchester United Liverpool and Manchester United, two biggest supporter clubs in Asia. So it's going to be really, really huge. Yeah, what are you expecting up. to get out of it? Uh, I'll
1: just answer the MC saying, Chris, I've I, I asked you why do you hate Nagelsmann so much? I just can't stand his face. Benid. I've not liked him since we played them in Hoffenheim. Just everything yeah. about his demeanour, his antics. He just needs a slap. Um, I'm sure he's a very good manager, but I'll be honest, I wouldn't want him anywhere near Liverpool. Um, I'm not sure. I, I think the reaction to him signing for us will be, Cracking if it's makers, oh I couldn't think of
2: anything worse. No, I think you does it, that be a cue to get on that show.
1: <laughs> yeah. And Dick was saying, um, do England need to ice uh need to isolate number two with a girl being sent home? Yeah, one of the England ladies been sent home with uh COVID. Uh so I don't know. I think it, I think the rules is how close you contact and tight you've been in and if you um um if you test positive. So I don't know. Hopefully it's not the number two because that's uh Lucy Bronze and she's Absolutely fantastic, and she's the key to how
2: England play. Uh um, yeah. She's the equivalent of she's Trent. the women's yeah the women's equivalent. version of Trent. I mean, she, she and at that, that and at that, that standard within the within the women's game.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's pretty much now. she's just left Man City after winning titles with Man City, and she's moving to Barcelona, who just missed out the Champions League. So yeah. she's got to arguably one of the top two sides in women's football. So yeah, yeah. Fingers crossed, she's not injured. Uh, not not. Not having to isolate, but they have not have to play now until Monday. Monday so, nights, yeah. yeah. Tough
2: game as well, Monday night.
1: Dan Austin, Chris don't mince your words now because when there's a weasel, I've got <laughs> other words, like I say, about him, but I'm, we might get thrown off the air or demonetised, so i best not say it.
2: Uh, don't worry about being demonetised, maybe we don't make no money from this. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: I don't have Charlton at me again. Uh, so, pre-season. Um, I enjoy pre because I, I always want to see, especially in the clock, what he tends to do something new. So the thing last year was the right-sided player was a lot more attacking, and then you want to see who, which players you like, and we when we all do it, we end up falling in love or thinking someone in preseason is going to be amazing, and it never quite peters out. You know, we all remember Aspas scoring goals for fun in preseason. Yeah. Gruich loved the preseason, didn't do anything in the league like, but he loved the preseason. Uh, Vorrinen looked fantastic in preseason, and then you go, ah, shit, and you <laughs> just realize what you've got is a Triple H rip-off and going, no, it's not quite the same as it. So, I'm looking forward to it. The only thing I and it Kev, it'll happen every time is the amount of people and they fall into it every year. Is Liverpool lose a preseason game or they'll lose badly in a preseason game? That's it. Season's over. We're playing like this, for so two weeks to go. You're like, it's a fucking preseason game. Half the lads have probably done triple sessions before this. The game's just a bit rusty. <coughs> so, I think people get a bit wound up about it, really. Uh, Callum Saints really look forward to seeing Ramsey play. Yeah, it yeah. be interesting what, what the young kids like. Yeah, you know, he's highly thought, so I've played a lot of games in Scotland. Kepp also watching uh, watching Knox be amazing in pre-season then not seen for months Yeah, The Ox stain, I still think is a funny one because he plays more than you think, but he plays more than you think up to February. And then yeah. from February, when it's business end of the season, he's not even making squads. Or when he is making squads, Elliot and Jones, the youngsters are jumping ahead of him. I'm just a little surprised that he's, he's thinking, at his age now, would he not want to play somewhere else? Now, maybe because he's got Young family, he's very, you know, settled the youngster. Perhaps he just doesn't want to move this year. And, you know, look, he's got a contract, so he's he's happy to stay. My, my concern, I do think going into the, the season, we're probably one light. Now, you can debate this, you know, me, uh, look, I'm, you know, Callum, I have debated. I'd quite like another midfielder. Um, Callum would like another attacker, uh, particularly a right sided attacker. I think, depending on which way you're going to go formation wise, if you're going to go yeah. four two three one, another attacker probably won't hurt because he's got enough midfielders for for two positions. I think he's sticking 4-3-3 three, three predominantly. I think you're in a midfield, like, in terms of durability, we've got the numbers. But there are still players who are going like, Henson played a lot more games than I think he should have done last year. But I think he played that many games because of the lack of durability of Thiago, Oxley, chamberlain you know, Jones got a freak eye injury, which kept him out for two months. Elliot breaks his leg, but he's still quite a young, youngster. And Fabinho, he does miss a couple of months of season. It tends, it just you know, fact of life. It, they just pick them up, so that's my only interest one. Uh, and if you talk about Man United's preseason, yeah,
2: which is- I mean, look, we don't really, you know, we Friday nights we tend to take the club hat off and look honestly at, at what other clubs are doing. So we will try and do a bit of that. Manchester United, mm-hmm. um, look, they're, they're when they're being linked to the. I think Bob Boobery or something. He's Michael a striker. Boobery. He's a striker at ten fifteen million 10, 15 million pound striker they're linked with because the Ronaldo stuff was. That's just. Knack- ca- that's that's come out that of over. That's knackered him. You that's can tell that's absolutely nowhere. You know can tell that Tom coming out, the
1: timings killed him because I think actually, if he'd said in March, privately to the club, listen, I don't wanna be here. I ain't playing Europa League next year. I'm going. They would have had they could have reassessed the summer going, right, we need to we need to bring a striker in. Whereas now it's just like, fucking hell, we've got to bring a Ronaldo replacement in. And Whatever one you bring in isn't going to be as popular as a Ronaldo figure. As well as yeah. fixing the midfield, getting a centre back and fixing both full-back areas. they they brought a, a young left back who, you know, looks highly rated. You know, they brought Ericsson in, which I think
2: I think, well, I don't think that's actually done. It looks so. it, it looks it, it done, looks it? it looks like it, it's there, but it's not done. Not so done I'm yet. wondering now I'm getting called feet because they might have to commit a lot more wages to bring in a center forward. Maybe the, and I think Ericsson's, ma-
1: Ericsson's a good one because it, it's the matter replacement, isn't it? In terms of experience, yeah. but the difference is you can play him a lot more than you can play matter because one matters legs are gone, you know. Yeah. Look, that's just age, but uh what have you thought of the whole the Ten Hag revolution? Which I, look, I, it always happens with a new manager, and it always gets overplayed. But some of that shy, some of those comes coming out. You know, they've got to be in for nine o'clock. You know, if you if you're late, you're dropped, and if you you know got a phone at your table, you you're fined. You're going. That's what's really going, standard? Going, these are pretty standard things that happen in most clubs. Now, maybe that's where United are. Is in if this if sort of shit that, hasn't if, been, hasn't been going on, which is fine. Look, you've got to start somewhere. I get that, but you know, still so going to. You know, saying that I've got to start training at nine o'clock. You're like, yeah, okay, wow. And It's preseason, preseason. Yeah. I mean, you know, Liverpool players will be in training at nine o'clock. Probably go to a hotel for a couple of hours and then go back to training
2: for another session. That's kind of standard preseason stuff. Yeah, so, I I don't get it. I mean, look, I think he's a really good. I think he's a progressive manager, but I think he's a he's very much uh, a disciplinarian. And it's his way or the highway. And
1: West probably need to be
2: fair. They do need it, and the thing is, I think what needs to happen at Manchester United is they need to go all in on him over every single player at the club. They've,
1: that's that's the big thing. They've got, if if Ronaldo or and I'm not saying he is, but say Bruno Fernandes starts kick first, going, I don't like this train. I don't like it, I don't have this dog. The club will go right. You're out the fucking door. Yeah. Done. You know. You know, Harry Maguire, if, if they say, if he says, I don't fancy Harry Maguire as my club captain, I don't want him as a player. Just say he does. Then the United go, I don't care if you have to make a loss him. You get him out of the club. I don't want him here. And Liverpool had to do that under Klopp. And, you know, Pep definitely did it when he went to City. He got away what, in his eyes, were the bad eggs. And listen, yeah, I remember I mean, when, when Pep sold Joe Hart. Yeah. It was a big thing That's that. And that true, the first huge. guy they brought in, Bravo, didn't quite work out as well as Edison. But you can see where he's going. And he just face you can't play the way I want to play. And probably didn't like his attitude. And look, Joe Hart hasn't really done much since he left City. Yeah. And look, it was quite brutal. It was just, you're out. And he was a big personality at City. Massive. But that's what they've got to do with Ted Hag, is say, you pick the players you want. And if it's a big personality or a big wage player, you're out the door.
2: Yeah, but they you also know? gotta be they've gotta they've got to be strong enough to <laughs> accept the you're not going to be fighting to get into it. You're not going to be a top four side next, next season. They're not. There's just no way on God's green earth they're going to challenge to get into the top four next season. But they have to put a structure in place and a plan in place that within three years, within three or four transfer windows, they're back in a position where they can really push the top four and further. But if they're going from fire to fire, which is what they have done over the last few years, they're going from fireplace to fireplace to fireplace and constantly trying to trying to press the magic button. It's just not going to happen. And look, put Liverpool hat back, I'm absolutely delighted. Yeah. But on the I other see. side of the coin, we as a club need as many sides as possible to be able to push Man City to take which- points off them. Because... Which too why too many sides in the yeah, too many sides in the Premier League, including the big sides, fold when it comes to playing Man City. Which is why they still don't have a bottle for it.
1: Which I still think go to Chelsea, at least gives them something. Now we were talking about this um pre-show. And I still think the top two is Lipland City. Yeah. I think third and fourth. I actually think it's more wide open than people think. Chelsea are in a little bit of a um a big rebuild. You know, they're yeah. going to a more fluid front three. They're want to try and pinch De Jong off United. They've just... the talkers, I think, they they've put aside Nathan Ake, which is a solid centre-back uh, for a back three. But they still need another centre-back. So, quietly, that's a lot of turnover and a lot of new players to fit in in a very condensed season. Tottenham yeah. similarly, I think Tottenham bought well. But again, you've got to integrate all these new players in a very condensed season. And we saw with Tottenham, they were really good post Christmas last year, once they were out of Europe and it's one game a week. Now they've got to do, you know, three games a week consistently. It's going to be that's going to be again, they may just that's fly to, to it, uh, soul. But they may fight to be fine, which is why they've got Richardlesson, so they've got four lads for three positions. You know, Perisic can cover that. So the players they want are sensible players. It's just whether they are <sighs> enough. So and as we talk about Tottenham Ash arrives Oh, wow. Even, even, the even, show you doing, even
0: right? gentlemen. Yeah, I'm all good. Sorry about the delay. It's been an absolute manic day. Mate, I've been flying down the motorway from Newcastle, and it's, uh, yeah, so uh, hence the reason why it's a bit of a delay. So I uh, do apologise.
2: Ah, oh, oh, don't worry about it, mate. You, we we're just nattering away about uh, what other clubs have done in the window so far and where they are. Uh, we were just chatting about Manchester United. The Christian, we were just saying like the Cristiano Ronaldo stuff is just come out of nowhere. They can't have been expecting this because there's obviously no plan no. to replace him, and I don't. I honestly don't think they have the funds to do everything that they need to do and replace a striker, not someone of his caliber. No way on earth. So they're going to have to sacrifice something. But how do you see it at the minute? Because they're heading on their preseason tour, and their star boy main attraction ain't going to be there. I've heard. I don't know. I, I, I've been dipping out,
0: mate. I've been absolutely mad at this week. So football and Sky Sports and transfers has been the last thing on my mind. Unfortunately, I've not even had a chance to <laughs> go for a piss, let alone look at Sky Sports. <laughs> um, I've seen little snippets. Um, Fifteen million. I've heard. I don't know if that's true. That like they're willing to sell him for. Chelsea's interested. I would. I think that'd be mad if he's gonna if he's gonna stay in the prem. I would think that he would probably go somewhere like Bayern or PSG, mm-hmm. somewhere that he's not experienced as yet, and you know, try and try and do a different league and put another knot on his belt because he's been everywhere else, hasn't he? So, I, I don't understand why he would stay in the prem. I would. Uh, I would definitely see him going abroad if that is the case. Yeah, I think.
2: I think, think Bayern have already distanced, distanced themselves from him. Um, Omar, not Omar Hitzfeld, Oliver Kahn has come out and said that they're not interested, that he doesn't fit their plans. Oh, a right. the minute. And I think Bayern are more focused on getting to over the line, hmm. yeah. You know, I think, and that's their big signing. They're, they're looking at 58 million plus wages for him. They've already got Sula out the door, so that's their main focus now. They've had, they got Sadio in the door, uh, so getting, um Getting that deal done for Delict because there's stiff competition for him, you know, getting that in the door is good. But yeah, yeah Callum is saying there Man United need two centre backs, right back, two centre mids, a winger, and a striker with a limited Sorry. budget and the only offer of Europa League football and realistically no chance of fighting for titles. No, you're limited. You're really, and United are still a, a behemoth of a club globally. And they still a of the club. But they
1: bought the uh, but, uh, Ajax left back, haven't they? Yeah, is that what they've
2: done so far, is it? Yeah,
1: that's what they've done. I think Ericsson, Well,
2: apparently, I still think that's up them. in the air because of the wages that Ericsson would get. I think they might have to refocus that money to go into bringing in a striker personally. Mm. So I don't think they were bringing in a striker this summer. No, no I think Ronaldo kind that. force of forced a hand now a bit now. Exactly. Yeah.
0: But is Greenwood still in the shit, or is he back yeah, in it? Uh, no, he's he's out of. the well, he's out of. The picture.
1: He's he's not involved in the club at the moment until. Oh right, Okay, so that's, that's never. So never at the moment, person. their only strikers is Rashford, and well, the the league's leaks to the press is use Marshall as a centre forward, but they've been trying to use Marshall as a centre forward for about
0: four years. And I thought his career was everywhere at Man United. To be fair,
1: well, I, th- I think it was under Ollie. So, but I don't know, new manager, new bounce. But I mean, I don't know how many new managers they need before uh, they're going to get it out the, of our shelf.
2: Yeah, and the other side of it is, from what I've seen, the prices quoted for um, Anthony from Ajax, seventy-one million euro. I, that I seems to have cooled down as well. That was like hot uh, a couple of weeks ago, and now yeah, it's all. That's but I think. Down. I think seventy-one million will cool any conversation for him. Hmm. But I, I, know,
1: again, I think United are paying for the the mistakes of the past, which is Evan goes. Yes. Just quote big. They'll say they won't do it, but last minute they'll do it. And they nearly always do. I think the only time happen. they didn't, the only time I mean. we didn't do it was uh, Sancho, where they refused to go to the 100 million and they yeah. went back. And they, they did get him cheaper, but still a lot of money. Oh, yeah, I mean, sorry, the, left right. back, the left back they've got, they're actually smart. They actually did what Liverpool did with Diaz, which is, I think uh, Leon had pretty much got the deal lined up and got uh-huh. the price agreed. And they swooped, they said, we'll price match it and we'll give him a little bit more on wages and got him. Uh-huh. Which is that's actually nice. clever. That's what you should have. like. We did. We let Tottenham do all the hard work of sign, get the deals agreed at a certain price. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll do that, and then you get the player. That's, yeah, take at that's last minute. That's what they should do, you know. But they've been if they'd gone straight into IX for, for that left back, they'd have just gone fifty million, please, because mm-hmm. we know you'll mm-hmm. pay it. And because nobody else has gone for him, it makes him look stupid. So they're in that weird, but, rock and a hard place. So they're
2: in an absolute mess at the minute. Uh, a club who's not in a mess at the minute is Spurs. They've got uh, Bergwine out the door for 26 million uh, back to AX. And did they find, do you know what, what did they pay for them, Kev? I don't feel I like think it, was, it, was, it, was, it was. It wasn't it was much, much difference. I think it was about 22, you know, 22, yeah, it's 23 million. It felt, it, wasn't like much got, different. It, it
1: felt like it was a good deal in terms of. Well, but, both fancy and it's just a player that Conte doesn't fancy. So,
2: but yeah, they, it, they look smart, don't we? Yeah, they do. And they're looking to bring in Clement Longley on loan as well, which I find is a bit of a weird one. <laughs> yeah, um, I, do, I don't sorry, rate him much. Sorry, honest. the left-back was from sorry. PSV.ix.
1: Yeah, mistake.
0: PSV. I don't, I don't rate him much, Longley. Um, I don't know if that's because of what happened in the Champions League or, or, or what, but and I don't, I don't rate him personally, but you don't ever know. Different league, different management, different style could it could benefit him.
2: Yeah, I just don't I, think his body will stand up to the Premier League. Uh, he spent a lot of time injured at Barcelona the last couple of years. Left sided centre back, left footed, but with the back three,
1: with the back three, sit the pressure of his off his body a little bit. And I suppose they might use him in rotation with Ben Davis. Yeah, I think ro- that's keep, keep rotating him with which, trust you do think with some of these spare signs. They're not always going to be starters, but they're well. It's
0: I'd rather have Longley come in than throw a kid in. You know, it could, are, are it, you too worried about Spurs for next season or not? No. Considering the signings no. that they made, I'm not. I'm not no. personally.
1: I think I think they've done the, the clever enough signings to almost guarantee they're going to be a regular Champions League club for for the next couple of years. I which, think that's what it is. Yeah, which for Spurs, that's what they've got to do. Then you try and kick on to be a regular third place and go on and go. You know that's kind of the way of doing it. That's how City did it many moons ago. That's how we've done it in the last five years. Yeah. So it's not you can't do. There's no way Spurs are going to. I don't think jump from fifth a couple of years ago to fourth to now being uh, going for titles and Champions. Spurs haven't yet proven that they can break ninety points and do it while challenging in Europe. They haven't proven that yet. No, they've
0: got the extra workload as well this year, and so that will that would test them a bit more as well. Because like I said, after season this year. He had one game a week and he just about <coughs> straight over the line. Yeah. And, you know, this is the test this year. We have a condensed season, the World Cup halfway we throw it, European football. What was it 16 prime games, isn't it, before the World Cup? Is that right?
1: 16 prem, six league, uh, six Champions League and two League Cup games. But, I mean, the League Cup games are in late November, early December. So it's not even going to be...
0: 24 games before November. That is insane. Absolutely yeah. insane.
2: Squad depth for every club is going to be tested. That's why you look at the rotation policy that Jurgen Klopp has <laughs> that he'll manage the minutes of everyone as much as humanly possible while making us as competitive as possible. Uh I mean Arsenal, another one, they're doing some cra some mad business. And I don't think it advances them one bit. I think no, they're spending crazy that. money.
1: Well, Jesus is is upgrading Lacazette. I would say, is he? I think he scored more than Lacazette did. But I think he's on the same par in regards to the team that, that Arsenal got. No, that's right. I still think he could do better as a number nine though, Lacazette did. Lacazette just, I think he lost his way at Arsenal. Uh, Fabio Vieira, look, I can't, I can't promise. Yeah. I've seen loads of him. He, from what I've read, he's he does look like a good good player, but I can't say I've seen loads of him play. So you know, I can't really judge him. I've only watched
2: him for Portugal at the under twenty ones, and uh, no, he's a very, very—he's technically a very good footballer. But you look at Arsenal, and Arsenal's problem has been their problem for years: is is uh, steel, steel, and spine, and spite in the middle of midfield, and they don't have it. Still Partey, Partey was supposed to be bringing you know this field. to his midfield, and he's just not. He's, he's not up fit. to. The, he's not. Yeah, you can't get him on the pitch. And I don't know what else. Tini's doing there. It's weird.
0: Tini's excellent, but he's never fit. No, never he's fit. like storage. He's made of glass. Yeah, you know,
1: I, I, I always think with Tottenham, you can still bully them. Not Tottenham, sorry, Arsenal. I always think you. Yeah, bully yeah. Them. And I, I, that's why I was saying. I think you, you can outwork Arsenal, and, out, and
2: then your quality shines through. So, I think I mean, Daz is saying there in the chat, Jesus is a great signing, way better than Lacazette. I think they're two completely different players. What's that? And Who's the sorry? Dazzler. Dazzler will in the chat it? there. Uh, I look at Jesus and I think you're not a number nine. He's a, he's a wide forward uh, at best. And I think you look at what Arsenal have in Martinelli, in Saka, in Smith Rowe. Do they really need another wide forward? You know, Do they unless, need to, to invest really, that much in a wide forward? I just think it's unless, a weird one for me. Unless they,
1: they think Martinelli is going to go through the middle. Yeah, I it's going to be interesting
2: to see how it works I, out. With
0: the interchanges, they keep Hayes <laughs> hey, as a wide forward, but you put Martinelli through the middle. I, per- I personally think... Sorry, Chris, I didn't mean to... I was just going to say, I personally think that this could potentially be Saka and Martinelli's last season also anyway. I think no, no Champions League football next year. And I think that's it. They're, they're goners. Plus or goners, I should have said. I do personally think, you know, Sacco's, what, 20? I think two years. is he's
1: two years on his contract. So next summer, he's the yeah. one-year contract, which at one year now seems to be where every club goes interested in someone.
0: Yeah, exactly. That. And like I said, if he's, if he's trying to seek, you know, Champions League football, and with one year left, I would probably say Arsenal would want to cash in rather than let him go for nothing. Same as Martinelli as well, And it? Yeah. You've got to be savvy. And when Gav was pointing out about the Salah situation, you know, there could be potential before, obviously, he said Liverpool might look to to sell him. It's always an option, isn't it? Because like I said, if it's yeah. worth some money, you may as well cash in and then reinvest in the squad rather than letting a big asset go for nothing next season. So. I reckon, I, I do reckon this could be, be the last year. I can't see still getting Champions League football next season. Mm. After next season, should I should
2: say. You look no, at I... the, other, the other end of the table, though. You look at what the promoted sides have done uh, in the window. And what Leeds have done. And some of the other transfer business that's been done in the league. Nottingham Forest have brought in three defenders this week. If they get the, um, the Nico Williams one over the line. Oh, is that, that really- close, isn't it? I think six. it's it's virtually done. You know, it's virtually yeah. done. But Nico Williams, Omar Richards, know. and Nia Kate. They brought in a centre back from the from the Bundesliga as well, French centre back. He's from the same kind of crop. He's a year younger than what Kanate would be. He's a serious centre back. Mm. I think he, he's gonna be one of these players in a couple of years' time that's gonna be playing for uh, top a, a top six side top six side easy. Uh, I thought I just thought that's for the for the manager that they have, and the style of play that they play, the two wing backs they're bringing in, and a quick, pacey, dominant centre back. I'm kind of looking forward to seeing what they can do this season. I think they could be a yeah. surprise package because they've got some pace up front as well. Yeah. Um, they're giving
0: me um, they're giving me Sheffield United vibes. Yeah, when they first same. come up, yeah, I don't think I don't think. That, well, I'm going to probably curse them now, but I don't think they're going to go down. Uh, I think they'll stay up. I think they'll surprise a lot of teams, like 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 Sheffield United did. Yeah. And then it's all about the second season syndrome, then, isn't it? Whether pretty... I fancy them. and Fulham. I think Fulham might stay up this year as well.
1: Bournemouth, I'm not convinced by. I'm just not. Mm,
2: no. Yeah. I think they're dilly dallying around an awful lot. Uh, they haven't really done enough yet. <laughs> well, they probably uh, be get.
1: do we Nat Phillips alone for six six weeks now? That's
2: it's yeah. the way it's looking that we're we're going to make more money on loan fees for Nat Phillips than you could ever get uh, <laughs> on a transfer for the poor kid yeah, uh, but
0: yeah. look
2: as long as he's played and he's happy I couldn't care less Nat deserves yeah. nothing but success in his career Speaking
1: of going back to Liverpool for a little bit uh, what yeah. do you think about the two trans- so what do you think about Nico Williams potentially going and also Joe Gomez staying which is because uh, let's be honest it was only a couple of weeks so a lot we're talking about Gomez probably going go in the summer he'll want to go to Villa he want to play regularly so he clearly fancies himself that he's going to play this year. But I'm pleased because we've just seen with Chelsea buying, paying big money again for Ake. Getting homegrown players is difficult. And Joe Gomez, for me, covers a lot of areas for Liverpool, full-back and centre-back. And I still think if he, if he can keep him fit, it's a, it's a very, very good player to have. What do you think, Ash?
0: I completely agree, mate. I like Joe Gomez. I've always rated him. Um, he was... He was part of the back two with Van Dyke, wasn't he, for the title winning season, if I yeah. remember rightly? For both of yeah. He did get mentioned a lot. That's the thing. Like, whoever's next to Van Dyke doesn't always seem to get a shout, even mm. though they just over, get overlooked all the time. I've always rated Joe Gomez um, more as a centre back than a right back. But then he does a job at right back when Trent's needed, you know, a rest. As we saw in the season just gone, he was putting a good performance against uh, Norwich, was it? Is it Norwich who played right back and he's got an assist?
1: Yeah, yeah Norwich got yeah. an assist yeah. against... Uh, yeah. he, did well, he did well away at Newcastle as well against... As well, there.
0: yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased. Um, I think it's... I think in the next couple of years when potentially Matip might not be there and Van Dijk's starting to slow down, then we'll probably see a Gomez and Kanate back too because they're still relatively young between them, And not I think, what, Kanate's 22 and Gomez is 25. 20, oh, 25, is he? Yeah. So, you know, five years of uh, of those two, I think that would be our centre-back. Completely completely happy with it, mate. Nico Williams, I could understand why he would be leaving. Um, nothing against the lad. Done a job for us. But again, it's comparisons to Trent, isn't it, all the time? You know, whenever... Mm-hmm. We know that Trent's the best right-back in the world. But as soon as he's out and someone else goes in and takes his spot, is always a comparison oh, it doesn't cross it like Trent. It doesn't get the 40-yard ball, forty yard balls like Trent does and and whatever that looks like. I reckon he's, he's probably uh, a Premier League player, Nico Williams, but probably not high-end. And I don't think he's enough now for us. And I think that, and now we've seen that with Kyle Ramsey being signed, I think that kind of determines his future <laughs> with the club. I think that's, that's pretty much pushed him out the door more than anything. Yeah. It's, and you for said, me, Kevin... He's, yeah. a
1: wing back. he's a wing-back, isn't he? You said that, that system yeah. suits him better and, to be fair, he's playing regularly for Wales, to be fair, on his wrong side at left-back because he's yeah. very highly
2: trusted there. I think the Fulham loan did him the world of good. Yeah, it gave him the confidence that he's that he can play a full season and that's the only worry you have with an awful lot of players is, at that age anyway, yeah, you look good in the games you're playing, the League Cup games, and what have you, but Going into the championship and playing a forty-six game season, or even for Nico, the second half of that season, physically it takes a toll. It's demanding, and if you are not used to it, you know it finds you out. That league finds players out, and physically it it takes its toll. So, and he's flexible as well, Nico. He can play left wing, right wing, but he is a wing back. He's to me the same as Reese James. Reese James is a wing back. He's not yeah. a fullback, you know. There's a big difference in position, positionally between the two positions, and I think when you're playing with a, a system with wingbacks, Nico Williams is a very good player in that system, and he'll do a really good job for Forest. And I think the manager that Forest have, he'll utilize the wingbacks really well. You know, he's. Te- I think he's he's going to surprise people. I don't know how long he's going to be at Forest, but. He's a very, very good coach with Liverpool connections as well. You know, mm-hmm. so they're gonna be one they're gonna be one of those sides that if they're on the twelve thirty kickoff, you are like, Oh, I'll give them a watch. You know, I I wouldn't mind sitting down and watching them. You know, they're they're in a nice size side to be able to watch. So I'm kind of looking forward to that.
1: Yeah, the the interest challenge for him will be when he was at, Oh, sorry,
2: it's of- one thing, it's a fair fee as well. You know, it's, yeah, it's Sort of rising, of rising, to, rising to seventeen million, thing, based on, a, based on I think loan it, appearances. To be honest, you know it's what he's <coughs> done on loan, and it's what he's done for Wales. Hmm. It's it's a good return on the investment that the club will have made on him in developing him, and it's what the club needs to be good at. You hmm. know, because it, it helps us with FFP as well. That that you're able to sell well as well as buy by right. We're very good at buying smart. But being able to sell at the right time is very important as well. And we getting go. players, getting clubs, or getting players to clubs that advance their careers, you know, it, that's a bonus. Uh, Another bonus, uh, bonus as well. Sorry. <coughs> Another <have a> bonus <laughs> is that it only leaves
0: 86 million pounds left to get Jude Benenham.
2: So, ah, so, uh, good, go. good, good way to. Good segue. Yeah, <laughs> so you've done this before, us right? yeah. I try my best, mate. I try you my best. Very, get, yeah, you are there, my man. Do you? How do you think? I mean, look. Oh, we were all on board the train last week. Uh We've done yeah. the fat back four, and it doesn't take very much to convince me that yeah, he's coming in he's side. Right? <laughs> yeah,
1: you know, on, just a side eyes just a, just a WhatsApp for me normally does it for you. <laughs> <laughs> all
2: right, I put, I've got to throw a big, huge concrete. Block in the works. Oh, get him off. Dortmund loaned Alex Witzel (sighs) to Atletico Madrid this week. Hmm. I don't believe the Dortmund loan at him anywhere if there's a prospect of selling (coughs) this season. I just don't see that deal happening if they thought that uh, interest from Liverpool was concrete for this season. Hmm. So that's the only thing that would make me pull back from saying, "Yeah, we're we're all aboard the train for this summer."
1: When did, you know, that, when, did start, when, when did Dortmund start pre-season? Have they start,
2: <sighs> I'd imagine that. I'd imagine they're in. The Bundesliga normally, because it's only an 18, it's an eighteen team league, they normally start their league fixtures a bit after the Premier League. But I think because
1: generally we saw that just, with the Sancho deal, they, they tend to say that's the deadline they tend to give. Dortmund yeah. sees of his hard deadline, which is pre season starts this date. If you're not done by this date, it's not happening. And they were yeah. they, they were rigid with the Sancho one. That's yeah. my always thing with the Bellingham. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen before they go to pre season. And if, if it's not done by then, it's either happening next season or it's not. And ultimately, at the moment, we've seen credible journalists say, like, um, Liverpool like him, but Liverpool like a lot of players. Yeah. There's, a, there's a big jump yeah. from we like the player to. We're buying the player, and at the moment, people say we're buying players. Are the usual fun Twitter accounts, you know, NDKL and people like that, which are great fun to have, to have, have a bell a laugh with. But it doesn't mean it's happening. You know, listen, I'm well happy. I'm sat with Egan Hayes going, "Do you believe that next week?" And I'm going, cracking." Oh, oh
0: it's you know, a, it'd be. A last last I said,
2: yeah, has gone on the free. No, I think I'm pretty sure Vetzel has gone on a loan. I think he's got one. He's. He, I don't think his contract expired. I might be wrong. I might have picked that up wrong. But I'd be amazed if they, if someone like him went because I'm look I've got a list here of the buyer the Dortmund uh, midfield options going into the season and for all of the investment that they've made this summer already in bringing in a, bringing in a, a centre back bringing in uh, Haller they didn't make much money on um, the Halland deal. No, you it, it. Yeah, if you look at the fee that they paid for Haaland, and then look at the buyout that City paid, factoring the wages that they the Dortmund would have paid him, they might have cleared eight, ten million ten million total on that deal. So it's it's it was poor business by them for a change.
0: Did Salzburg get more money than Dortmund? Yeah, it's crazy because of the the sell on clause it's, it's it's unreal. I don't understand the logic behind that, but it's. Whatever's in the contract, isn't it? its just All right. is what it is, unfortunately. Flipping like back, we don't get these very often.
2: God,
1: what the hell? What the hell? Super goes. chat. Big money bags Callum, here. Right, question <laughs> for the panel. Um, would Jude be your first choice? If not, who would be? Does Jude allow us to overtake City this coming season?
0: Go on, Ash, Ooh. let you go first. Yeah, you crack on, Ash. Uh, Jude is my first choice. Um, it fits so many criteria. He's... He's adore, he adores Liverpool as far as we're aware. So does his family. I don't think. I don't think that's a hidden thing. Um, he's got a close relationship with Trent and Hendo when they're away on England. The, the way that he plays will suit us to a T. Um, English, homegrown. The only issue I've got is obviously the premium English tax you're going to pay for him because. Like I said, if he was Brazilian or Spanish, it'd probably be about 60 million rather than 103, 120 million or whichever, whichever fee that's floating around. But yeah, he's was, he was definitely my first first choice, without a doubt. Um, I've seen him when he was playing for uh, Birmingham, a couple of times when he played Bristol City, as I'm, I'm a Bristol boy, um, seen all that. And he looks, looked promising then. So to have that experience in the Champions League is only going to make him a better player, which I've seen clips of him. I'm not going to turn around and say I've watched the Bundesliga because I don't. Um, I've seen clips of him and I've always been impressed, even when he's played for England. He's just got something about him. He's clever. He's quite intelligent on the ball. Without the ball, I think he would suit us to a T. Absolute T. And in regards to us overtaking City, with or without Jude Benham, I think we will overtake City. I think, as you've seen it before, we, we get knocked down, but we come back stronger. And I think what happened in 18, 19, 19, 20 will happen again this season. I think we're just going to go all guns blazing for this for the prem. And I think that's it. I think next year We'll be celebrating number 20. There you go. Bullshit there, boys. There you go. That's all right. That's what, no. that's what he
1: likes to hear. So, Kev, what's your, what's your, would he be your first choice? A few of the chat saying there, uh, Borella from Inter.
2: I agree with everything that Ash said. He suits us to a T. If you were building a centre midfielder <laughs> for a club system, you build Jude, Jude Bellingham. Yeah. Six foot one. Box to box runner. He's intelligent on the ball. He's got great touch. He's got composure on the ball. He can tackle. He can do it all. All right, and he's a, he's nineteen years of age. Do I think we go for him this summer? No. Um, I think that if an opportunity, if I think if I don't think money will be an issue because you're buying Jude Bellingham for a decade. All right, and if he costs you one hundred and five million, it's ten point ten million a year over the over the length of the time he would be at the club. Not a bother. Mm -hmm. That that to me is the ultimate money ball player. He will always hold his value. The other side of it is next summer when we do go for him. Uh, I was on with uh, Daz from Daz TV earlier on, and I laid this, and I firmly believe this. We are the best run club in world football. Uh I won't be told any different on that. We're uh, probably in the top three. We're definitely in the top three clubs in world football as a squad. Ability on the pitch at the moment. We have the best manager for a Jude Bellingham in the world at the moment. I don't believe for a second that Jude Bellingham makes a move for money. Jude Bellingham took the plunge and went to Germany to play football yeah. when opportunity, he could have gone to Manchester United, he could have gone to any English club, but the opportunity to play games wasn't there. So he took the plunge to develop his football career in Germany, which is looking like a, a good road map because English clubs will always come back and <coughs> buy back these players. And I wouldn't be afraid of going head-to-head with anyone with what I've just said about where we are as a club, where we have where we are with our club manager, where we are with our structure, I'd go head to head with anyone and say and put an, a, an offer on the table to attract a Jew Bellingham for the long term because I don't see anywhere in world football that is better for him. The ones that could blow you out of the water are PSG. I don't see him going there. Real Madrid are actually in a position now where you look at the Madrid midfield. I think the Madrid centre mid is set for the next decade with what they've bought and where they are at the moment. And that leaves Liverpool. I don't see any other club apart from Man City. And if he's. I think that's a big
1: danger. And if
2: he. Yeah. And if he turns around and says, look, I want to replace KDB at Man City. And Man City are going to pay me a bazillion quill, squillion quid, then you know, a fair enough fine. But I definitely think that we're going to be in a position to offer to pay whatever transfer fee is needed to get him next summer and put a proper salary in front of him to attract him. I wouldn't be afraid of going head to head with anyone in that respect, but I yeah. think it will be next summer.
1: Yeah, that's my, my, my concern is what we can offer him, City can offer him. In terms of yeah. football, in terms of football, you know, because we could say, look, you you would be running the midfield. You know, he he'd be the, in my idea, the, the ideal one for the right side of that midfield. If you going to stick yeah. <laughs> stick with midfield three, He's still young, so you know, it's how he'd handle the pressure of that level of fee. But City could also do that, and we had very similar chats earlier in the earlier in the few years ago about Sancho. Sancho loves Liverpool. His family love Liverpool. Mm. He he went to Germany young to get regular football. He come to Liverpool. It was too, it was too rich for Liverpool's blood, and he, he's now at United. Now whether he regrets that doesn't, doesn't matter. But we have heard this dance before, so mm, yeah. I'm still a bit like I'd like him. Of course, we wouldn't like him. But for me, I, I still feel like if we really want him, I think money talks. I think you push something, try and push him this summer because I think next summer competition could be a lot harder for him. And potentially you've still got to replace you've probably got to bring two midfielders in at summer because you're gonna lose Chamberlain, you're gonna lose Milner. You might at the moment lose losing Cater. We talk because he might get a new contract, but there's at least yeah, two I midfielders going. Firmino is still up and down whether he, he's staying or not. Some are saying he might get a new contract, some are saying he isn't. But again, he's that's another one. So it's still other areas to do, so keeping
2: us busy. So, yeah, but look, the other Callum was saying who if not, then who? Um, uh, Barella is the, ov- B- the obvious one. <laughs> I like Sandra Tonali a lot. I think Sandra Tonali is an exceptional footballer. He's not Sandra Tonali is not an eight. He is definitely a Pirlo, an Andrea Pirlo-type uh, player. There's not... You wouldn't say there's a, a massive... Field of young centre mids that are attainable at the moment. I mean, Gavi, I think, is He's going tied to down. Ga- yeah, he's tied down. But look, I think Gavi is going to be an absolute superstar. Pedri, another one, he is an absolute superstar. It's already but-
0: number now. I think that's confirmed that he's staying now, isn't it? Pedri?
2: Yeah, he is. Yeah, they're they're Barcelona. You know, you'd have to go there and pry him out of their cold dead hands to mm. get those guys out. But um, Alex Verts. Isn't one to keep an eye on for next summer? He's he's got he's had a bad injury, uh, but he'd be one to keep an eye on for the future, definitely. But he's he's an out and out ten for me. Um, I think you're Barella is definitely one to to keep an eye on. Um, when Klopp tends to name check players, and he doesn't do it often, but he name checks players in uh, press conferences, then you obviously know that. That's that's one that's that's one to keep an eye on. Yeah. Newhouse is, I tell you what, Newhouse last summer was all all the rage, all the talk, but
1: that died very quickly. Yeah, I think it's it gone, did, now. yeah.
2: and he's had a poor season. Callum there mentions Matheus Nunes. Yeah, really good, solid sentiment. I've only ever seen him playing for Portugal, and when he, he- plays for Portugal, he plays ahead of uh, Moutinho. Now he's taken over with the Moutinho role in the Portuguese squad. <laughs> Uh, he looks very dependable. I thought he already I read he, I thought I read he was already off somewhere. No, nah, he's very he's very dependable, very solid. Uh no, Vitinho went to uh PSG. Vitinho went to PSG, the kid who was a Wolves last year. Yeah, no, I yeah. I, I thought I I thought Chelsea were linked to him actually. Yeah, and someone was saying or, or I think it was Callum was saying that PSG would be all over um Ronaldo. And I think <sighs> I in, days, I in think. days gone in days gone by, I think PSG would have. But I think under this new manager and the way they want to take the club, well, it's for think, Yeah, but I think they're gonna start treating it properly now, you know, and yeah. get away go away from signing the star names, the Leo Messis, the Sergio Ramoses of this world, you know, the showboat signings. And I think they're yeah. gonna start investing in proper footballers, you know, and getting the age profile of the club of players down and develop the squad. Properly, it's. It, I think things are changing at PSG. You know, I don't think they'll be going into the star names too often anymore.
1: Uh, just a quick one, a, sorry, a, that's a quick one. Uh, <coughs> name, LFC Legends won the Masters versus United in the finals. We'll watch that later. Oh, sure. and, he, and he also mentioned earlier, I uh, missed it. And um, uh, apparently, uh, Jota's got engaged, which is nice. Nice, that's nice, good, nice, that's nice congratulations.
0: You get, get a new contract as well soon. To, uh, celebrate. Yeah, par- par- so, yeah, apparently, so, so that'll be, be good. Tie him down as well.
2: Yeah. Wouldn't be a bad act, you know. It's one that's one less headache for down the road.
0: Mm. What well, I was gonna quickly say was, um back to Drew Bendham quickly, I think next summer will determine the kind of character that he is as well. If he's gonna decide if it's gonna be us or let's say City for argument's sake, is he after the money or is he after the progression? And I think ne- his next decision of where he goes will be an indication of what kind of character he is I- off the pitch. I think if he goes to Liverpool or City,
1: he gets a development, personally.
2: Yeah, I think City, I mean, City yeah. are
1: good, good young players, how they've done with Foden. And I think, yeah. I think Kev's right. I think they can almost like sell him the dream of you, you're, you're a long-term KDB replacement, which is, a you know, that, that's an ego massage for anyone. You know, True. Um, you can say, like, and you win titles with us, and you're, you know, you'll help us so try can, and win. You both, can do so. that with us as well, though, that's, that's what I mean. You,
2: yeah, you that's do,
1: it. You can do the best with both. If you went to someone like a Newcastle, then you would go, Ah, oh, you're not going there for football reasons because they're knowing It no, yeah. no, you're going for money. And look, if that's what you want to do, sound. But that you're not going for football reasons, you know what I mean? You yeah. the, the talent he is. If he's coming to England, I think it's it's even Liverpool or City he's going to. I don't think he goes anywhere else.
2: I straight up England. honest I straight up honestly believe that Klopp is the best manager to get the best out of him as a player. Yeah, for the type serious. of player, for the type of player that he is. I think Pep is a great a great manager and he will
0: it's also whether it. it, Pep extends. Uh, i yeah. rumour has it he's saying 2030 now, isn't it? They reckon yeah, I... they've offered him like another like
2: six year extension or something. I can't see him doing six year, but I think, yeah, he might do. I think uh Callum's asked, will Bellingham play an eight or a ten for us? I think a he'd time. wear. I think he'd wear the number ten, but he's a pure box to box centre mid. Yeah, I think. You so. know, he's an up and down engine engine room. I think if you were likening him to a, a centre mid, you would actually, you would really would liken him to a Steven Gerrard. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Do you know what I mean? And, and that's you know a big statement, but it's like, yeah, the the way the players are, he is a Gerrard type player. And there ain't too many engine room boxer box centre mids out there at the minute. There really no. ain't. No, there aren't. So, but cool. it's it's definitely one that's going to brew on all through the summer. You know, it's it's not going to go away. But the other thing that I saw a quote coming out about him at Dortmund, he won't disrespect Dortmund for what no. Dortmund have done. No, to no him. he's, he's he not going
1: to do. He's not going to transfer requests and. No. Start, kick, start kicking players in training and stuff and like that. And he's not
2: going to be the one to talk in the press about, no. um, I want to move, or XYZ at Dortmund is not letting me fulfill my dreams. And that to me tells that's you a lot about the barriers. That's uh, what you want to hear.
1: That's what you want to hear. I mean, that's to you fair, wanna hear, yeah. Sancho did very similar when he left Dort- Dortmund for United. He clearly went to the United movie. He did similar. Didn't, you didn't hear the peep out of him when the uh, the move fell through and he went yep. a year later. You know so that's kind of sort of the right way of doing it, really, isn't it? But you know, but look, not every footballer does that. Even our mate, Mr. Van Dyke, didn't exactly leave in the nicest circumstances for some no, We think it's great because he came to us, but you know, he did end up training with kids and refused to play for a bit. And
2: you know, yeah, it, it doesn't when it happens to you, you're or, or when it happens on your behalf, you're like, ah, yeah, he loves us, he, he, you know, yeah, but, he, just, <laughs> he just wants to come to you, <laughs> but, <laughs> but when, play see, when you play see it happens. Yeah, when a player does it to you, and we've had players do it to us, yeah. to
0: force
2: moves, and it's like, yeah, it's 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 not nice. So I respect players who keep the gob shut. And yeah, me too. That's not, not a case of speaking when you're spoken to, but know what to say and when to say it and who to say it to. Yeah, because
1: yeah. all Belaga says, "Oh, little look, look, great! But I'd look, it'd be great to move there." That's the headlines for the next six weeks. Exactly, um, and Dortmund will be yeah. like, I could do without that. You know, we're, we're, we're trying to
2: win the yeah. Bundesliga. And there's rumours as well that he's going to get the door, the captaincy <laughs> this this year as well. That'd be a good experience for him.
0: Yeah,
1: um, there is that side of it as well. Right, guys, it's twenty past eleven. Um, I think we should let people go. I need to go to bed because. Uh, you like shit, mate. No offence. Me ma- me <laughs> man flu. Taking, you know, blue. <laughs> taking over now, so yeah. uh, I definitely need to go yeah. have a little sleep. So yeah, you
2: ain't gonna I, get any sympathy at your house. That's for certain. <laughs> so, <laughs> my house? No, god, god no. Yeah, come you on, can me. take the sympathy from the chat, and I don't think that's gonna come uh, anytime no. soon. Either. Well, I know. So what's the what's the plans for the weekend, lads? What you're setting up to watch? Uh,
1: go on, you go, off, Ash. What are you, you going to watch the rugby tomorrow?
2: Oh,
0: yes, I will watch the rugby tomorrow. Um, I might for my sins. See the, see the tennis for a little bit, even though I don't really watch it much. But it's the mm. final, so I might have a little dabble just to see who's winning. Um, other than that, mate, I'm just, I'm just in countdown mode now until the start of the season. I just can't wait. Tuesday's when we got United, so I'm just counting down the days for that now more than yeah. anything. Um There's not much else on, is there, really?
1: No, but, I mean,
0: tennis, um... but tennis could be quite good
1: because I think it's two very fiery fella, fellas in the final. Uh, yeah. It's a shame... Nadal got injured because actually I was looking forward to seeing Nadal versus uh, Kyrgios Kyrgios, Kyrgios, Kyrgios. I I think them two going for a battle so that would have been a really good game Um, so I think for me um, I'll probably watch the the T20 is on yeah that's a good shout when's that on that's on Saturday Uh, England already 1-0 down to India so it'll be interesting to see um, how, how that goes it'll be quite exciting and then I'm spending all day Sunday at a Football tournament with my daughter, so watching my daughter play football tournament. So
0: absolutely <laughs> top no of up to the do. flu, top of yeah. up the flu, mate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: You know, full, full of the cold,
1: um, and loads of snotty kids, just brilliant. So that's why well, There's life. going to be it's loads of kids.
2: loads of parents there seeing you coughing and fluttering. <laughs> like, you're, you're going to be a very lonely boy on the Sunday. Yeah. What else is new? Well, now tomorrow you got the F1, the sprint race tomorrow in Australia will be really good, and the main Grand Prix on Sunday will be good. The rugby. is Interesting. Ireland playing New Zealand. We're going to get absolutely tongued. England Australia could be decent. Mm. Where well, South Africa. Wales, South Africa would be very good. That was a really really good game last week. It was, uh, I think, last minute last minute score from South Africa got him back to a draw. I think it was. Uh, and there was loads of boxing on last week in the UFC as well. It was it was a mental week last week, but. This week, a bit more subdued. You've got the women's Euros as well going on, so something in that. But yeah, I'm the same as Ash. I'm counting down the days now. I don't give a shit about the results in preseason. No. I don't care less. I just want to see just him. Just, no. I just want to see them to. See him. I want to see. I'm interested to see what United do under Ten Hag that's different. Yeah, I'm. That's really t- piqued my interest because he's on about a change of philosophy and a, ch- a change of identity and a change of way of playing.
1: That takes time to it, uh, doesn't
2: it? Yeah, it is it's, it's gonna be interesting to see how, how they play. I'm interested to see how we do, obviously. There's some players that you look into, you you're always hoping to see some of the kids develop. And by, like Chris was saying earlier on, by the end of preseason, oh, there's three or four players that are gonna be ones to look out for in the league cup. Mm, yeah. You know, but with the advent of five subs, it's gonna be a case of looking at the bench and seeing who Klopp was gonna use for the first half of the for the first first four or five games in the league you know is there anyone that's going to push their way on there and you hope to god that there is but well, yeah genuinely 100% couldn't give a flying tuppany about results i'd take three as daz was said earlier on is like you lose all, lose all the pre three, three yeah, yeah i couldn't, couldn't care less why so 3 points away to uh, craven cottage is all I give, a, yeah, give that's it, that's I'd I'd could, yeah give a toss yeah. about really Cool. Well, I'm. I'm looking forward to football being back. It's it's been a weird one because this is a summer where you'd normally have a tournament on, and at, yeah, least, yeah, you get, it. at least you get your fix that way. But this is a long, drawn out period without <laughs> nothing. Just uh, what's
1: yours? Just what's yours and, with me, you you be fine. I so, have
2: been. I have yeah. been
1: watching it. It's like <laughs> oh, you liar! Look how I pitched. You went then, yeah.
2: <laughs> no, genuinely. I have been watching it. Uh, I watched the, you because you went, didn't you? How did you find it? Because you went to Old Trafford. Apart from uh, being in Old
1: Trafford, it was alright,
2: yeah. It was, it was no, it full was outs, good. wasn't it? It was near full house. Uh, sixty
1: eight just under sixty nine thousand it was. So it was uh, yeah, so busy, like, yeah. No, game was good, atmosphere, atmosphere was good. Um, I can now see why United fans moan about Old Trafford. It's a it's a it's a big set. I mean, view wise, you can't really complain with the view. Um but it, it does look tired. Re- all around it inside, it just looks it is a bit like a time warp going a bit back think it does look tired. It needs something Investment in it, so but no, the game was good. Atmosphere was good. Open ceremony was a, was a laugh. So yeah, little one loved it. So in,
2: England fun. in with a live chance. You think?
1: Yeah, I think the I think the third, I think the third and the best, second or third. So, but you know, Spain are very good and France are very good. Um So they're probably ones to look at. That. And Denmark and Germany are probably the dark horses for it. So I would expect England to get quarters, semis, and then
2: just see how they go. But you know, has got quite, tickets to the final as well, haven't you?
1: I have. Yeah. Not because I think. England will get there just because how often do you get to go to an international final? Yeah, it's very, rare. It's very rare you get tickets or anything like that. So, me and Malik want to go in just for the experience. I don't mind who's in the final. If England are in it, bonus. But otherwise, you know, if it's the Dutch and France, I'll be quite happy just to watch watch that. So, looking forward to that. So, yeah. so rest of the week uh, on Trippers, day off tomorrow, uh, Fatback 4 Sunday. Sunday. Is it just chat or are you doing a quiz, Kev? Or you I doing... am
2: not doing a quiz in any way, <laughs> shape, or form whatsoever. But I'll tell you what, if you haven't done it yet, the quiz that they've done, I think there'll be, it'll, there'll be another one going out on Wednesday night. Yeah. It is so much fun. It, it is. not a, a laugh. It is just, a laugh. Just flick YouTube on, on, just flick it on your telly, and click the link and get into it on your phone and just play away. It is such yeah. a laugh. There's there was about eighty odd people playing in it last last um, Wednesday night, yeah. And it is a proper proper laugh. Really well worth it, really well worth it. You know, I'd encourage anyone to have a to have a go and just give it a lash. It, it costs nothing, and it is just a great way to unwind and chill out on a, on a midweek night when there's nothing on. You know, it's great.
1: There you go. So keep your eye out for that Wednesday. Just um, if you click the bell icon, it'll tell you when 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 the next Doom one. So, um, and until then, guys, take care of yourselves, and we will be back very very soon.
2: Sports Social Podcast
0: Network.